If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. I'm Kyle Paletto, and welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's new weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, I'll take you through the biggest updates, exciting reveals, and controversies in video games. Let's go. This week, Screen Australia, the national funding body for screen production, revealed a brand new initiative for Aussie game developers who are working on smaller projects. The new fund, called the Games Expansion Pack, offers up $6 million of total funding over the next two years for projects with total budgets up to the value of $500,000. It's not the first time funding was offered directly for games by Screen Australia. This current federal government acts an extremely successful fund when they came to power called the Australian Interactive Games Fund in 2014. The Interactive Games Fund supported companies like Perth's Black Lab Games to make Starhammer the Vanguard Prophecy, Melbourne's League of Geeks, who developed Armello, and Canberra's Uppercut Games to make Submerged. Ron Curry is the CEO of IGEA, the peak game development body in Australia, and he said that it was an exciting time, but there was still more work to do. Probably for the last, as you said, seven to eight years, we haven't had a, a, a games fund for, for, game, for, for any game developers at a Commonwealth level. It was the, the interactive games fund that we did have was squashed by the current government pretty much as they came into power. And we know about nine months ago, they introduced a digital games tax offset, uh, which um, applies to games that um, cost over $500,000 to make. And we were very thankful for that. And it's going to do great things for the industry and it's going to attract large businesses and, and it'll be a very solid part of the ecosystem. But what we didn't see was support for the independent game developers, people who are creating games and spending less than that half a million dollars. And we know they're the engine room. You know, that's there's so much creativity happens there. It's it's where the training happens. It's where we get some really amazing product. So we're very excited. You know, we started having these really in-depth conversations with the government over, probably over the last few weeks, a month, but bringing this to the point where the announcement was made today. Um, it's a lot less than we saw seven years ago, um, and it's the start we need to prove that this will work and increased funding work as an accelerator um, going forward. The federal government last year announced the Digital Games Tax Offset, a 30% tax credit that was designed to attract larger projects to Australia and is similar to incentives offered in film. We'll have a full breakdown of the new funding on the next episode of Lightmap, so make sure you've subscribed if you're interested in learning more. 
the community of developers on Itch have come together again to crowdfund a huge donation for a worthy cause, raising more than 4.2 million US dollars, around 5.6 million Australian, for the people of Ukraine at the time of recording. Hosted by developers Necrosoft, the bundle consists of a mix of nearly 1,000 games, tabletop RPGs, and books, and is available for a donation of as little as $10. Over 700 creators contributed 991 items to this bundle, and it includes some of the best indie games ever released. I'm talking bangers like Superhot, Celeste, Bubba Is You, Skatebird, A Short Hike, and Australian-made games like Wright and Elden, Path of the Forgotten. All proceeds from the sale of the bundle will be split between Ukrainian organization Voices of Children, an organization that helps children cope with PTSD, and the International Medical Corps, who are providing medical assistance in the region. The bundle is still available for a few more days, so be sure to jump on it while you can, and you can pay more than $10 if you want to contribute more to the cause. Fans waiting for more information on Blizzard's team-based shooter Overwatch 2 were finally given a little bit more information about the upcoming game after months and months of relative silence. Aaron Keller, the new Overwatch game director, said that the team had let players down by not giving them any updates and announced that the new game would be split in half with PvP coming sooner than the anticipated campaign mode. I want to thank our players for your continued support. We recognize we haven't communicated well haven't kept you up to date, and honestly, we've let you down when it comes to delivering Overwatch content. We hear you, and we're committed to more continual updates on all things Overwatch 2. We are shifting our plan for Overwatch 2 to enable you to play it sooner. This starts with us decoupling the PvP features of the game from the PvE systems so we can bring you PvP sooner. Last year, the Overwatch team lost game director Jeff Kaplan, who some saw as the face of Overwatch, after he resigned from the company, and there has been reporting on internal production challenges on the project. A new beta for the multiplayer PvP mode will be opening in late April, and registrations for that are open now. And there is a link in our show notes for this episode if you want to sign up. Nintendo has joined the growing number of companies placing restrictions on Russia due to the ongoing invasion of Ukraine. On Monday, Nintendo announced that the Russian eShop had been placed into maintenance mode as their payment service had stopped processing Russian rubles. A day later, we were told that Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which was set to release next month, would be delayed due to recent world events. Then on Thursday, Nintendo announced it will hold all physical shipments to Russia for the foreseeable future. But according to Ryan Dinsdale from IGN, these moves were not technically an act of solidarity with Ukraine, more an issue of logistics. Nintendo told IGN it had decided to suspend shipping to Russia due to volatility surrounding the logistics of shipping and distributing. Nintendo provided another statement shortly after, saying the company expressed concern for all those affected by the conflict. Sony also announced this week that it would be stopping all sales of hardware and software into Russia calling for peace in Ukraine and stating that it would be donating $2 million to the UN High Commissioner for Refugees and Save the Children. Sony hosted their live-streamed State of Play event this week, with a focus on Japanese-developed games coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5. I'd like to share today's dinosaur forecast. A dinosaur outbreak will soon occur. Residents in the affected area have been evacuated. Capcom unveiled Exoprimal, which is a third-person multiplayer wave shooter where you team up with mates in exosuits to kill thousands and thousands of dinosaurs. 
and that's coming out next year. The multiple award-winning and nominated Returnal will get a new two-player campaign co-op mode and a new survival mode in just a couple of weeks. That's out very soon on March 22. We got another taste of Ghostwire Tokyo by Tango Gameworks, the spooky first-person open-world adventure featuring various ghouls and spirits from Japanese folklore infesting the streets of the Japanese capital. Not long to wait for that game, it's out later this month on the 25th. We heard that Forspoken, the PS-exclusive fantasy open-world title, wouldn't be making its original May 25th release date. You can expect to do some impressive flips and cast some very pretty-looking magic at your foes on the 11th of October. And finally, fans of the Gundam series have been treated to a debut of the new team-based free-to-play shooter Gundam Evolution later this year. Think Paladins or Overwatch with mechs and you'd be about right. On Wednesday, Stephen Totillo at Axios.com broke the news that eight more women had added their accounts of sexism to a proposed lawsuit against PlayStation. The mix of current and former employees joined former IT analyst Emma Mayo in exposing a workplace culture at PlayStation that they claim is hostile to women. Last November, Mayo filed a discrimination suit against the company, saying she was wrongfully terminated, a claim that Sony strongly denies. But the new claims add weight to the initial statement, with the additional women reporting demeaning comments, unwelcome advances, and a culture that disregards ideas from women and is less likely to promote female employees. The next stage will be a hearing scheduled for later in the year. We've linked Totillo's story in the show notes of this episode. For all our PC gamers out there waiting patiently for the release of the RTX 3090 Ti, rumours circulating this week are suggesting you may be able to get your hands on it as early as this month. Or at least that's when scalpers will be able to get their hands on it before selling it back to you at an inflated price. NVIDIA announced the launch of its latest graphics card in January, but details of price and a release date weren't mentioned. But this week, videocards.com posted information shared by NVIDIA to its board members, confirming a release date of March 29. PC parts have been tough to come by in the last couple of years due to the ongoing chip shortage, so here's hoping a new addition to the RTX family will cause a price drop in the older models. Here are the games that are coming out this week. Grand Theft Auto V is being released for a third time and will now be available on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S on the 15th. RPG side-scroller The Cruel King and The Great Hero will release for PlayStation 4 and Switch on Tuesday. This storybook-styled adventure looks packed with relaxing charm and could be a great introduction to the genre for younger gamers. Also out on the 15th, we have Phantom Breaker Omnia, an upgraded and expanded edition of 2013's Phantom Break Extra, which was never released to the Western market. The fast-paced 2D anime fighter is a bit of a cult classic among fans, but for those who never got their hands on its original version, Omnia will serve as the definitive version to play. The Zelda-like Tunic, which stars a cute fox adventurer in a 3D isometric world, is out on the 16th. This game looks gorgeous and is definitely one for fans of the 2D Zelda titles. It's coming to Xbox and Steam. The latest snowboarding game Shredders by developers Foam Punch is out on the 18th. The snowboarding genre isn't one that gets a lot of attention, but from 1080 on the N64 to Amped on the original Xbox and more recently with Steep, it's always a pretty fun experience to hit the slopes. So I'm really keen to check this one out. And again on the 18th, Square Enix is dropping Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. The game is launching in celebration of the 35th anniversary of the series and features a brand new storyline using the original Final Fantasy as inspiration. 
Two demos of the game have been released since it was announced and have been met with somewhat negative reviews, so it'll be interesting to see what fans have to say about the final product. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au And that's it for this week. This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni DiGiovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune, and thanks to Omni Studio for their support of Sifter. If you'd like to support Sifter's independent gaming journalism, you can share our three shows, Lightmap, Mainstream, and Walkthrough, with your friends, or on social media, give us a five-star rating or review. You can find Sifter on social media on Twitter and Instagram by going to at SifterHQ. We post links to all the stories we publish, so it's another way you can keep up to date with great reviews and interviews with creators. So find us on at SifterHQ and give us a follow. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 